Hey, welcome to the Soulful Lounge podcast. I'm Tracy Manu. Together, we'll share conversations with remarkable people from all walks of life. Some have achieved exceptional things, some have triumphed in adversity, others are simply sharing their pearls of wisdom and experience. Their stories will touch you, and the actionable tools and strategies we share will support you to honour the call of your soul and create a life you truly, deeply love. everyone. Welcome to the Soulful Lounge podcast. I'm really excited today to introduce you to Amy Dennis. She is a very inspiring woman who I've gotten to know over the last few months and she has a story or her life is a story that has really inspired me in many, many ways. And so I've got her on the show today to, in the hope that she inspires you as well. So welcome, Amy. Thank you. Hi. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thank you, Trace. It's really nice to be um, sitting for my first ever podcast interview. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it feels like a big step in kind of um, sharing some of my journey and putting it out there. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a ride, really. Um, I'm getting close to turning 43 and certainly have uh, lived a whole lot of life in that time. Um, And... Yeah, it's it's nice to be in a space where, you know, I've moved through so much um, and be ready to kind of share and and hopefully inspire and and you know potentially help you know other people who may be having some difficult <laughs> moments or you know phases in their life as well. Yeah, nice, nice. And so you say that you've been through some tough times. Um, So before we go forward and where you are now and what you're planning on doing in the future, I'd love to know a little bit about, you know, what you have been through. Where are you now? Yeah, what have you been through? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess um, probably if if I make reference to the last sort of six years of my life has been, um, yeah, pretty huge. Um, I... Uh, just to give you a little overview of me mm. as a person, you know, I'm probably would have fitted into that A-type personality, really driven, um, a real adventurer, excited to be involved in anything and everything, and just also with perfectionist tendencies. <laughs> mm. But, you know, I was really just excited about everything in life and pushed pretty hard because um, I didn't want to miss out, just wanted to be involved in everything and, you know, and have yeah, a lot of experiences. Um, And I reached a point in my life as it was really over six years ago, where having been a really fit and healthy and active person, um, my my energy levels just started to kind of disappear on me. And um, I kind of went from running kind of half marathons and, you know, um, doing CrossFit and sailing a lot and paddleboarding um, to kind of not being able to sustain walking around a block without having to go and lie down and um and with that you know the energy thing I was also um started suffering from really severe chronic pain in my body I have like vice like headaches um and just um things symptoms in my body I were just so difficult to understand I you know I ate well I I did yoga and meditated you know and I sort of outwardly was like this sort of picture of perfect health 
Um, yet, you know, I, I carried a lot of stress. Um, there was a lot going on in, in my life um, at the time with um, businesses and, and relationship. And, um, you know, it was a really, I guess now looking back, it's a great example of <laughs> you can do so much, um, but you can still hold on and carry so much in your body of stress and the impact that then that has. Mm. So, yeah, so I guess um, I got to the point where I realised that my body was just not not coping and um, I was having some severe gut um, issues um, and became really intolerant to many, many, many foods. I was really restricted to what I could actually eat in the end because um, it would just make me sick. Um, and so... Yeah, it was pretty grim, I have to mm, say. Yeah. Once I kind of got to the point of realizing that my body was just really giving up on me, you know. And um, so with that, you know, I saw a multitude of specialists and um trying to find answers really, like what is actually going on here. Mm. Um, and at that point, um chronic fatigue ME had been kind of suggested as as a possibility but we had to rule out a bunch of other um things I also had um I had Bell's palsy so I had lost I, when I would start to fatigue and tie, I'd lose complete control of the side, right, right side of my face so my eye would droop my whole side of my face would droop um and that was really confronting as well so it wasn't just this physical exhaustion it was sort of then um that that you know very visual mm-hmm. um uh you know indicator of 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 my body just you know at its absolute kind of limit sort of thing so mm-hmm. um and were you still were you still trying to push yourself like you did before you started getting all these symptoms at that stage oh for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'd say yeah um the, the determined gene is pretty strong. Um, so for me to really kind of give up and say, okay, you know, you know, accepting was mm. that something was up was pretty hard. So, you know, I, I was so determined to keep going and to, you know, be strong and push forward and carry on. Um, and yeah, you know, um, it took a, it took a little bit longer before I reached that point of surrender to be fair. Yeah. You think that, that was um, because part of your identity was created around being that strong, fit, you know, go get a woman. Yeah, probably. You know, I I felt um, like I was a real coper mm. and a doer, you know, and that was actually, you know, that was my way of coping was to not stop to keep go 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 going and that way it was kind of like if I just if I don't stop it's going to be okay I don't you know and so yeah to my detriment probably at that point but um yeah okay okay and so then you must have gotten to the point where you couldn't keep going how you did yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's right um yeah, I, I reached the point I remember going, it was like the last social gathering and um, it was actually a Halloween party yeah. uh, for the kids and we went to the neighbours and I just remember this, you know, the pain in my the back of my head, like literally like a vice winding up, um, this pressure. And I had also like quite 
yeah, severe noise sensitivity. So, you know, that the combination of um, children on candy, I was kind of like, I don't think I can do this anymore. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and f- ironically, my uh, costume happened to be a black outfit with a white taped skeleton with a, um, a smiley face, um, you know, face mask thing on. And I was just like, it was this, the irony in that was me putting on this this face that I'm okay, but I so was not. And um, and it was really difficult to share with friends. You know, they had watched me go from this vibrant, you know, active woman to see me kind of, yeah, become really frail, you know, so little energy and um, just not knowing what was kind of going on, you know. So um, it was it was hard for them to, to see that too. Um, and, you know, so... And I I felt like I really needed an answer, like what is actually wrong with me um, before yeah. I could give up, could I surrender, I guess. Mm-hmm. Wow. Gosh, that, that must have been scary to have gone from some so strong and fit and everything to what is my body doing? Yeah. It's so scary. Yeah, it's um, yeah, incredibly humbling, you know, like when you just – you realize that no matter how well you can kind of look after yourself physically and, you know, with what you're feeding yourself and just kind of, you know, various input that you have, like you, there's there's so much you can do to a point, but, you know, really if it's like a, it's like a domino effect, you know? Um, and so things are cumulative and it builds up and builds up and builds up. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, once there's some, some weakness there, you know, it, I think it's like a house of cards. It starts falling down. <laughs> true, true. Yes. Yeah. So you went to lots of specialists. And, yeah, I did. Yeah. And, and so did everyone have different ideas of what was going on or was there kind of a theme or uh look they all they yeah they picked up on I mean there was there were some sort of chronic symptoms that I um, we had to deal with gut gut and bowel issues you know and actually I um, count my blessings and that I had all the gut issues I did because you know we found a polyp farm growing and so I you know in that sense avoided what would have then escalated into something way more serious you know so we were able to deal with that then and there and um, so I'm a lucky lady um, and yeah they certainly all picked up on on my um, pushing hard and um, and the way stress had was really having such an impact on on me on my physical being as well um, yeah oh okay and and did you get a diagnosis in the end I did and I mean that was uh, we ruled out a bunch of other autoimmune things um you know there was there were a few things that we sort of were like okay well we we, we live with some functional stuff and that's that's cool mm-hmm. and um and then yeah ME really fibromyalgia was the sort of formal diagnosis at that point mm-hmm. um so then I was um, under the care of a, a quite an amazing doctor who I'd say is retired now. She was sort of in her 80s, Dr. Valings, and she's been around for years and she's like the New Zealand expert in chronic fatigue, ME. Um, and to be fair, I wasn't thrilled with the news that she delivered me. You know, um, she said, well, um, she gave me the information that that was current and what they know and said, yeah, be really 
wary of people, you know, um, taking your money because at the moment there's no there's no pill that's going to fix this. It's time. Mm-hmm. And it's the tortoise, not the hare, that wins this race. And I was like, Ooh. seriously? Don't tell a hare that you've got to be a yeah. tortoise. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that was a that was, you know, a, a big one um, mm-hmm. for me to to um take on board and accept actually. Mm-hmm. Um and I have to say, you know, there was there's a lot said in that and you know yeah. tortoises love to be old and wise. That's a cool yes. thing. <laughs> yes, true. Um, yeah. Before you go further, I just for for those who are unsure about ME, can you explain a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, so ME is myalgia encephalomyelitis. So it's inflammation of the brain and the central nervous system. Mm. Um, it, it's really interesting in that um, a lot of people that end up um, as sufferers um, are really highly driven, you know, really active um, people. And so and there's also an indication that there's potentially a genetic disposition to to ME as well. Um, ME and chronic fatigue are kind of under the same umbrella, um, really. People call them both. Um, I guess my symptoms were so severe. Um, you know, look, I, I, I was completely bedbound. I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't walk six steps to the toilet. I was in a wheelchair. It was nuts, man. You know, like really, um, I that was my I call it my body's ground zero you know I reached the point where I had pushed so far for so long and so hard for so long that it was like we're done you know we actually just it was like a giant reset you know um or rebuild <laughs> so to speak so that's you know and I did I think that's probably the best way to describe it is is that ground zero and and it was I do recall a moment where I summonsed up all the energy I I could to get through Christmas with the kids and um and to try and make it normal and you know and then I just laid me flat you know to try and have a day of of making it special and you know whatever normal is but um I I I sort of went back into bed in a state of just such severe exhaustion and like I say just you know I couldn't even find the second word at that Mm -hmm. point I was just so mentally and physically exhausted and drained and um and I remember having this moment and I thought to myself Amy you can't do this anymore you know like mm-hmm. I I really actually still have a little emotional moment and I thought it's really not far to be in the ground now you know and wow. and I have a cho- and I have a choice right now and my choice is I don't want to go there you know mm-hmm. and now that's a turning moment really yeah 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 so um yeah so that was I guess it's six years ago this Christmas um Mm. was it six years or five years ago five I'll lose track of time maybe it's five years ago um and I um yeah I was at my parents and um my husband at the time I was off to do a yacht race and um and my dad just said to me, you know, you have to let go of the kids. You, we, we can we can look after them. And that was the biggest moment and the hardest moment for me was to surrender to not being able to care for my kids. I, 
I physically could not, you know, get myself out of bed at that point. I couldn't, you know, could hardly talk, but I could not switch my, my mama brain off from the responsibility and the want and desire to, to parent my kids. You know, it was so freaking hard. Gosh, I have I have never been through what you have been through, but I feel that in me when you talk about that of actually surrendering up that the, the biggest job you will ever have, eh, of raising yeah. your children and having yeah. to give that up, that must have been so hard. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it was. Mm. But I have to say, you know, that was another big moment after the little chat I'd had with myself yeah. um, about you can't do this anymore, you know, and just going, okay, that choice is made. And now, yes, the next step is to surrender and trust that I've got the support and that, the part that you know, my parents were just phenomenal. Mm. Um, so I am so incredibly grateful to them. And so I was so fortunate that they were available and able, you know, to, mm. to for me and for the kids. Um, so, yeah. So, gosh. And so then you started on this road to recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what did that look like? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was, there was a lot of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it, and, you know, and I, I, I've been asked this question by quite a few people is how did I get better, you know? And I guess, um, it was a there's a lot of layers to it there's a lot of um, factors and I and I figure it took a lot for me to get to that point of where my body had shut down on me and and the recovery kind of had had equally had it was like a giant jigsaw puzzle and there were the layers and piecing things together to kind of to rebuild and re-strengthen and and um and in all aspects of myself you know um so yeah I it was quite interesting. We we did some digging. I um, again, I was in a fortunate position um, to be able to um, work with. Um, it was actually Be Pure who helped me a lot um, mm-hmm. and got some diagnostic work done. Um, so that was a really great tool to understand some of the mm-hmm. um, functional stuff that was going on in my body. So you know, we found I had pretty high yeah mercury poisoning um I'd also spent a lot of time working in um, boat yards and um I had quite a lot of chemicals in my in my system um I mean again our our bodies are just the most miraculous vehicle Mm -hmm. but you know it's cumulative it can cope with so much until it can't anymore so um so yeah there was a lot of overload in the system and so because everything was my system was so fragile you know and I was so sensitive like I literally lived with noise cancelling headphones on for a couple of years or more um it was yeah it's pretty nuts um like it was it was challenging for my parents you know they'd turn a tap on and it would push me over the edge um it was just and yeah yeah it was it was pretty crazy old time um and yeah so so we slowly worked on kind of my body detoxing gently and then I I had a lot of um support kind of you know spiritually and counseling um to work through a lot of the emotional stuff as well um and I did a truckload of writing you know I I filled up books and books journals and journals Mm. and just poured out on paper you know what was what had had been what was you know um that was that was a lot of healing in that too 
Mm, I bet, I bet. So it's almost, it almost sounds like if you wanted to put things into kind of sections, you were you were healing all aspects, kind of like the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, um, mm. and creating some incredibly strong foundations to then rebuild mm. your life on by the sounds of it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I guess another thing, like if anybody's listening that has, you know, is going through something similar, um, mm. I I didn't, <laughs> this is very typical of me, I didn't kind of just let one person tell me that this is how it is. Mm. I carried on, I carried on digging, I carried on searching for more answers and just mm. something that resonated with me, you know, and I came across this amazing English doctor and um, Dr. Sarah Myhill, and she wrote this fantastic book, which became like my Bible, mm-hmm. which was um, it's mitochondria, not hypochondria. Um, true story. So, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the psychological aspect of um, ME and fibromyalgia and these sort of illnesses where there's not been a lot of research um, into yeah that's still trying to understand um so so she what she was doing was she was getting people better um and you know again the medical board in in the UK try to shut this woman down as a quack I mean it's 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 crazy but at the end of the day nobody would testify because guess what we're getting better so why would we do that so um yeah so that that gave me hope and that was before I started working with um BPO so I'd kind of had already started implementing some of these kind of tools and ideas um and yeah so there's there's sort of a lot of layers I mean like I say it was none of it was a quick Mm -hmm. um, fast track but you know I guess if if that's a big part of me sharing this now is if people can not get to the point I got to, it's yeah. not so it's not so far to come out of it, you know? True, true. Yeah, that's such a good point. And if they are, as far as you have you went, um, there is hope because looking at you now, you're just like this radiant being, <laughs> healthy and vibrant. <laughs> whoop, whoop, yes. Yeah, very yeah. different than what you're explaining you were like before. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, it's I, friends that have sort of saw me through that, those those darkest days mm. and my weakest, they're like, you know, you really are a walking miracle. And, um, yeah, it's... I, 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 I've said this before, you know, I think there's a miracle in all of us mm. and we just have to want that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, I also made a really conscious choice to not dive into the forums because, to be fair, where I was at, which, like I said, I mean, my symptoms were presenting so severely, um, I didn't want to cling to the to the worst case scenarios because I'm pretty shit, to be fair. And I, you know, just no thanks. I don't want that. So I I just found a path forward for myself in that sense. Um and and there's definitely the realities of it. And that's really it's hard going, you know, and I can't deny that it was yeah, it was it was a big hard ride um mm-hmm. and a lot of painful stuff to to work through and acceptance and and that full surrendering and and not knowing how long it was going to take you know like mm. that's, that's big that's really big but um path of least resistance <laughs> 
that's a real trust thing, eh, to go, I don't know how long this is going to take because I find, you know, clients will say to me when they first begin, how long will it take for me to feel blah, 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 you know? And it's like, I can't tell you that, you know? Um, and, it, and it is a real trust thing. you just got to trust that you will feel or you will, you know, heal or whatever, um, but you can't control how that, when that happens. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I guess it was also like, you know, I'd take two steps forward and one step back and sometimes it might be two steps forward and three steps back. And mm. that was kind of, you know, that was a little demoralizing at times. Mm. Um, and so then I guess for me, like the next big step, once my body had kind of reached a point of um, building up some resilience and some strength, um, you know, I I then... Um, did a thing called the lightning process and that was the most incredible thing and biggest life-changing um experience i've i've had at this point um to get well and um what did that entail so that that was literally rewiring my brain Mm. and you know it's a real thing my kids have been learning about that at school Mm -hmm. um neuroplasticity is becoming so much more common you know um in conversation and it's fantastic it really excites me you know I I I certainly you know there's so many elements to to health and I focused a lot on food you know as let thy food be thy medicine and let thy medicine be thy food and certainly that helped me to a point and then this incredible computer we have in, in our in our skull, you know, mm-hmm. it's the major operating system. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we build up these habits and these these um, programs. And when when you've been in such a chronic state of pain and illness for such a long time, those are pretty fairly um, deeply wired and, and ingrained. So so what the lightning process did for me was it taught me a process and um, a way to create new pathways and um, really, you know, become a different person with that. And it's just so awesome. Mm, fantastic. Yeah. And so was that something that you had to do just consistently? Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it was, it was a three day course um, and actually so Prior to that, you know, I listened to a lot of Joe Dispenza and um, Bruce Lipton, who are, you know, amazing yeah. gurus in neuroscience. And, you know, I feel like everybody has a different voice that resonates with them, that they're speaking the same language. It's just find something or somebody that kind of feels right for you or resonates and start understanding those concepts of being able to rewire your brain. And so I really had already spent, you know, months and months and months kind of you know, doing meditations and and kind of understanding the, the idea and the processes of it. And I was super excited about the potential, but I needed help to really implement that. And so the lightning process, it gave me that. It was three days of, um, of training and learning a process, which is to, um, yeah, kind of go into coaching yourself, basically. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it was so powerful. And it's something that um, people have spoken to me about. Um, and what I have shared with my experience, you know, like it's, it's very real. And it was so, like I say, life changing for me. Um, mm. And 
if people are interested in looking into the lightning process, it's um, it can be so powerful, but you have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's really important because yeah. we all want something that's just going to fix us. And mm-hmm. um, it's not always as simple as that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, you, there's, there's, yeah, there's a big picture. And so you can kind of, it's like baking a cake, right? You can kind of, you have all the ingredients there um, and it's a matter of, of how it all comes together at the right time and also tweaking those ingredients because this is your own, Yeah, you're making this own, your own mix here because mm. um, we are all different beings and how we respond and what we need attention to. So. Mm. So you did the lightning process, you worked with Be Pure, you meditated, you rewired your mind. So, and as you went through that, did you just notice that your symptoms became less and you got better and better over time? Yeah. So some things for me with the lightning process were almost instant. Like I had, I couldn't go into a shopping mall or, you know, just bright fluorescent lights which would really trigger you know my my bell's palsy kind of thing and and the noise sensitivity and it was just basically it was just like a um stimulation overload mm. and so <laughs> I did my course in Henderson um and I walked into the um whatever the mall is and and oh, yeah. uh, downtown Henderson and I um had I just went into there with the visualization working through um through the the process and you know I did it I took it on and it was I just remember coming out with this huge grin on my face and I was like wow I did that um so that was pretty amazing then then some of the other things were just it was repetition 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 and practice and practice and practice um and yeah it shifted um it shifted pretty you know pretty quickly with it you know it was it was a few a few months of of just sticking at it the things that would just you know come up for me and I'd be like oh you know yes yes Mm. so you got well thank goodness (laughs) (laughs) and so do you find you still have those a-type tendencies that perfectionism do you still feel like and, and the rush you know like the not wanting to miss out and the wanting to do everything do you still have those tendencies um yeah well look at sort of um I probably if I fell in the last couple of years it's been um probably two years of me living as a fully functioning human which is mm-hmm. um awesome um yeah. and then 15 months ago um my marriage ended and that was a bit of a shock for me um at the same time it was you know it was um the end of a quite a tumultuous relationship and Mm um so at that point I um you know I had to really draw on this giant toolbox that I have acquired through my illness and time and um and really hone in on what what serves me and what doesn't you know and um it's been ultimately like the biggest test really for what I've learned and what I know and yeah I'm I am such a different person to the woman that you know became really ill six years ago and even you know from two years ago I'm a really different woman as well Mm -hmm. and so yeah 
I definitely, I, I, I occasionally I feel into a bit of a pushing of, you know, wanting to, to overdo things. And I just pause and I recognize, and I'm like, do I need to do that right now? Or do I need to pull back, you know? And so I really tune into myself. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't put limitations if you like, but I, I just really tune in because sometimes I want to go hard. Mm. And sometimes I just really don't, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah that's been um, cool. cycles, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Honoring your cycles, what you feel, yeah, what you resonate with. That's what I'm really getting from what you're saying. There was a whole lot of feeling into mm. tuning into what was right for you from who you worked with to, you know, what you, yeah, what you did. Yeah. yeah you were tuned in yeah so would you say that this whole experience has that's been one of the gifts from going through all of that that you now are oh, for, sure. Mm. for sure you know and and I look I, I reflect on my life to this point and yeah there's been some big stuff man <laughs> yeah. and I I wouldn't change any of it mm. you know I have grown so much as a person and what's important to me and how I choose to show up in the world is um yes yeah, it's, it's my choice you know and that's really cool and I, I guess one of the biggest things around how I live now is is all about language as well so mm. you know um I'm really big on that and that's something like as part of the lightning process as well it's um it's really about um words that you connect to you know so you think about positive words um, and the meaning of those as opposed to going into negative and so you know I I certainly was a victim for a while you know my life was really shit to be fair but you know I, I don't choose it and you know having navigated some pretty tricky times um over this last last year or so um again you know I've chosen to not be the victim um and yeah that's that feels good that choice feels good yeah gosh I so resonate with that because that was my turning point as well it was like this choice that I could be responsible for my life for my happiness mm. you know for where I wanted to go and before that I too was a bit of a victim and I blamed and I you know I kind of thought it was outside circumstances that were um you know why my life wasn't or why I wasn't happy and um but it was that that moment of going oh my gosh I'm responsible for my life mm. I have a choice mm. yeah it's it's totally. quite a powerful place eh, to to land in yeah it, it really is you know and and it stops suffering like mm. I've done enough suffering <laughs> why would I want to do more of that yeah wow awesome what are the biggest lessons that you learned from going through all of that um to put myself first that's Mm. been a really big one um Mm. you know I have a really strong maternal instinct and I I'm an empathic Mm. Uh, person I I take on energy I have taken on energy you know very easily from other people um and so you know people may have made reference to putting on your face mask first before you put on others and you know uh, what it wasn't probably till I went through what I have that I really understood 
Mm. And it's through testing it, testing it where I've kind of gone into a little default of putting everybody else's, you know, needs before mine and then realizing actually then, you know, it's it's not helpful because when I'm good and I'm strong, everything else flows so beautifully from that you know so um so that's been that's been a huge one and and to let go of um to let go of the perfection and stuff you know just it's okay um and yeah and to also celebrate being an empath and be like this is actually a superpower you know yes Uh, yeah and and learning and understanding Mm -hmm. that I can't fix things for other people you know I can I can do my own work um, and I can support and I can love um, but I'm actually giving more love by doing by by just holding that in an unconditional way than trying to dive into things with with the people I care about and love deeply you know yeah wow so much love so much surrender so much trust you know yeah Okay, so where to from here? I know you've got something special brewing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, indeed. Um, So all this writing that's been going Mm. on for a while now. um, Yeah, I'm writing a book and um, it's pretty exciting. And, um, you know, I have no doubt that going through my, you know, obviously my illness was, was a big part of that inspiration and sharing what I know and what I learned. And then my marriage separation is going to, and navigating this last sort of part of my life has also kind of given me more insight and in, about how to move through change and, mm. um, and be okay, you know? Um, so, so yeah, so the book is, it's, it's getting closer. It's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm hoping to have some dedicated writing time um, in the holidays and um, yeah, just, just need to just do it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so in regards to your well-being now, I know you're um, paddleboarding and walking. And so are your is your health back to, well, not back to, but are you feeling healthy and strong again, but in a different way? Or what's your what uh, yeah? Look, my my I thank my body every single day. I'm like, you're freaking awesome, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I actually uh, I did in March with three incredible women who are very dear to me. Um, did the Oxfam hundred kilometer walk, and you know that was that was ultimately such a great test for for the stamina and the strength in my body and it was a quite an emotional journey um the six months of training was was incredibly healing having kind of gone through this sort of big life change in this last little while and um showing up on that day and starting to walk that I was just I was quite struck with emotion I was like wow you know I'm doing this and my body is just amazing so you know my my dad actually was really worried I was gonna end up in hospital the next day and I'm like dude I'm well we're good (laughs) so Actually, it was just so powerful for me and for everybody around me. You know, it was a very real journey that they lived through as carers, you know, to see me yeah. as, as sick and weak and vulnerable as I was. Because it was like it was grim, you know, it really was 
Mm. Pretty, pretty frightening. Um, and to then walk 100Ks and be great, you know, the next day still be cruising around, you know, all toenails intact um, and no blisters. But, you know, I sat in the wheelchair um, whilst I was really up sick and was like I'm gonna run that marathon you know and so here I am now I'm scheming away because I really want to get into ultra running um Mm -hmm. so yeah I'm I am using the wisdom that I have gathered over this time and I I slowly slowly you know some days I push hard and like I ran yesterday today I walked and Mm -hmm. so I, I just I approach things differently you know I um it's all about sustainability you know yeah, true Actually, sustainability of self you know yes, and yes. for the long haul it's this is it's not a sprint life you know and again here we go it's the tortoise not the hare yeah yeah you know and you can hear have those hair moments where you go hard mm. um and push hard um but yeah I'm, I'm in for the long haul yeah my body is just amazing I'm I you know I'm in awe of what what it's been through and how um yeah how incredible it is so gosh I felt emotional then listening to you talk about doing that walk after being where you were like that is big that is so big and I can see why you would be thanking your body because people who haven't been as sick as you have the next day after doing the Oxfam uh wrecked (laughs) that's a big walk so yeah yeah, so inspiring oh my gosh um what a journey and I can't wait for your book to be out because it's gonna I'm not like knowing you now there's gonna be great humor in there and authenticity and a very very inspiring story so I'm looking forward to reading it um is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners before we head off into our day I just want to say just keep believing in yourself Mm. the number one thing you know um I I feel like we have to be able to be our own cheerleader you Mm. know and we have to believe in ourselves that anything is possible and even if you've been given a diagnosis or if your body is you know at a point where things are you know, really um, stretched or or really grim. Um, just know that anything is possible if you believe it is. You know, um, and mm. um, and also don't hold on to on to um, one perspective. You know, just that, I feel like that's really important as well. Trust yourself and um, yeah. And be present in the now as well, because that's another thing I learned. Like mm. there's the now body, <laughs> there's the now moment. Yeah. Um, and and then there's the next now. And it and it changes. It is constantly changing. So, you know, if if we can be in the now completely with what is, and then um know that tomorrow's another day and a different day. Mm-hmm. Wow, great wisdom. I have received so much from this conversation, like I do every time you and I chat. And so I want to thank you so much for sharing a part of your, a big part of your journey. Um, Yeah, I want to really thank you for being here and showing up and sharing. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. And likewise, yeah, 
so lovely to chat yeah absolutely thanks again all right lots of love thank you bye